1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft NFL Best Ball Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine. Uh, We've got some new faces, maybe. You know, know, we've got some old faces that have reappeared and some that have been working behind the scenes uh, a lot here. Uh, We're going to have a fun show. The Best Ball Championship on Draft has launched three and a half million dollars, a million dollars, the first $25 entry. Uh, But guys, what's up? Uh, We got to start with a boss, right? So we don't get fired. What's up, Dan? What's up, man? Oh, (laughs) No, you're Roto Gridders. This is Roto Grinders. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Okay, oh, you're the CEO of Roto Grinders. That's right.
1: Uh, it's going good.
3: You know, big announcement today with our friends at Play Draft. Uh, this Best Ball Championship gonna have somebody winning a million dollars on a Best Ball team. I can't believe how quickly uh, we've jumped that far. I think was it like a hundred k first place last year, or maybe two fifty k, something like that. But it wasn't a million. I know that. So a uh, lot of excitement around it. So. Uh, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to win the million dollars on
2: this show. That's the goal.
1: Yeah, our, our other CEO, uh, soccer dad, David Kitchen. What's going on, man?
2: Hey, I'm I'm happy to be here. Kudos to Draft for uh, increasing
1: the <laughs> overall fight. Oh, man. I, I just blasted everyone. We, Good we started. Good Britt. Good start. <laughs> we started. So uh, if you guys didn't get in, you're not going to be able to play on this one, but you can always join more. The show's probably going to go for an hour. We're going to give you things. We're going to give you some analysis. You're going to see Dan make some horrible Jacksonville Jaguar picks. And uh, maybe Jamino Jameen, might actually bring a little bit of knowledge, right, Chris?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's be honest. You said this is new faces. This is basically all old faces right yes. here you've got going on this show. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. NFL, we're talking for the first time all year, at least I am. And I just got to dig it in probably the most I've done all you know all summer for this show. So I'm excited to get this thing going.
1: Yeah, and look at you, Fish. You get the first pick of the draft here, Jamino.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I kind of like that because I want to get out of the first round with a running back, and quite frankly, not everyone that you can get stuck with, I think, is a good uh, best ball pick this season. Looks
1: like they're
2: saving the best for last in this draft.
1: I I just
3: can't wait to steal your picks every other round, David Kitchen. I'm already excited about the possibility.
2: Uh, Dan, I know some of the picks you probably like, and don't worry. No chance of that happening.
1: (laughs) I want to talk... Uh, kind of the first round. Everyone knows kind of who picks. I got to make sure I don't miss my pick here, but I want to talk more about the rules of this contest because this was a $2 million contest last year. And you had to run like God to kind of win the thing last year. Um, Now it's a three and a half million dollar prize pool. It's a million dollars the first. So I want to go over with uh, the people out there, just how do you actually end up winning a million dollars on this? So it's the first 12 weeks you've got to win the league. You've got to have the most points in best ball over the first 12 weeks. Then after that, you get lumped into a contest of 24 other people that also won their league, and you've got to finish in the top three of those for weeks, uh, what is that, 13, 14, and 15. And then uh, if you happen to win all of that, you move on to the final 27 people in the last one, and if you ship that you win a million dollars. So does anyone, does anyone know how I'm supposed to try to win this thing?
2: Uh, Just (laughs) basically draft decent, good play. Uh, I think the the thing is like people are going to be coming up with concepts of like, like stacking your running backs. And I think you, this is like a large failed GPP tournament where you have to get everything right. Like every, every one of your picks have to hit home runs uh, or at least like in the starting in the optimal starting lineup for this best ball stuff. So I guess that would be my thing is that you can't play it safe or conservative in this. Like you, you can't like, I don't even think like double stacking like a a quarterback with two wide receivers. I don't even think that's a good idea in this format.
1: Uh, Jamino, you got any, any takes on how to win this thing, other than running like God, picking good players and uh, you know, try, you know, some 17th round pick ends up becoming your starting running back and you ship the whole thing. Yeah, this is going to sound cheap, but I
4: mean, you definitely want to draft an NFL offense or an NFL team or an NFL spot that outperforms its cost. So I would think that finding the team that is going to outperform its cost relative to the draft by the most is going to be the way – I do like stacking is what I'm trying to say. I do like trying to stack the team that you think has the biggest gap between the cost and what their end-of-season end of output's going to be.
1: What, what do you got for me? Come on, spill the beans. Are you are you well, got to keep your draft I'm, strategy to yourself here. Cleveland's
4: not cheap, but, I mean, I think Cleveland right now is probably the team – right. You know, even, even though they're going higher than – Most people would have ever expected him to go in years past. I just think that that offense is absolutely primed to destroy this season. They absolutely bamboozled the New York Giants for Odell Beckham Jr. with Baker Mayfield and a slew of weaponry. And I just think that as highly as they're going to get ranked, I'm not sure that they're going to get ranked highly enough. I'm really high on them.
1: All right. So I want to go to Dave on this one, because this is kind of what I've been doing. I've been practicing, you know, I've been training my whole life or well, the whole season, I'm already basically up to a hundred best balls completed with a whole bunch more currently. That's going. a lot of
2: balls, best balls.
1: Yeah. So um, I, I like your strategy on the turn there. You took Travis Kelsey. This is something last year we saw uh, the people that won, they they stacked Kelsey with Ertz. You get tight end. It's a huge advantage. You you're, you really don't have to spend on a tight end now till the 17th or 18th rounds you're not you're just expecting 15 to 20 fantasy points out of Kelsey um, kind of give your thought of you know taking him so early
2: yeah I mean Kelsey is a is definitely a first round guy uh, I think in this format because you you want because the tight end position just basically in general you want to have as as much of a competitive advantage over the field I think Kelsey this year especially if the stuff in Kansas City plays out where he's going to be like wide receiver one almost uh another wide receiver and then with my second pick I went with Odell over Mixon I do like Mixon this year but I think there's something to be said for for an Odell Kelsey pairing two very high upside guys
1: yeah you will uh left a shot take on running backs running backs dry up pretty quickly if you don't get your running backs by say around like 13 or 14 you don't really have a lot of expectation of that guy giving you any anything almost all season unless some sort of injury happens. Uh, I almost always like to take, you know, at least one running back in my first couple of rounds. So we're going to have to see what your team looks like. God
3: Very good. It's, it's not good, good. Not good for my team. Cause I took wide, two wide receivers. So thanks Brit.
2: Yeah. Uh, I do think in this format, um, wide receivers are like good wide receivers. Like how many good wide receivers come out just out of thin air. Whereas running back is running backs don't matter. And I think that uh, in this format, if everyone's going running back early, I think it's definitely advantageous to go uh, wide receiver early, tight end early. Uh, although, I will say my strategy doesn't make me feel good that Dan followed the same strategy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised Dan didn't end up with Nick Foles and Leonard Fournette already in the first couple of picks here. Dan. Oh,
2: it's coming.
3: Give it some time. Oh, yeah. every You know, everybody's just like completely ignoring leonard fournette and that's fine i'll get him in like the fourth round or something you won't
1: get him in the fourth round i can he's i've been doing the he does not go on the fourth round in these and i would imagine he will not go on the fourth round in this one uh jamino you started off with saquon what are you going to be doing here on the turn
4: yeah i mean i was hoping dalvin cook would fall to me i just think that they just you know they drafted a running back but not really high on alexander madison whatsoever think that he was probably not the right way to go for that team I don't I don't think certainly he's that talented so I'm looking at Dalvin Cook to have a really big here Mm -hmm. here I'm going to go double wide receiver probably on this particular pick here and I'm going to go ahead and go with Keenan Allen and A.J. Green I think I'm not real high on A.J. Green and I, I actually have you know Hilton and Cooper like as targets I'm looking to get more often but When I look at this particular spot, I'd rather get away from the early rounds of the draft knowing that I've got guys who are going to produce for most of the season, provided A.J. Green does not get injured for, like, the 10th straight year.
1: Keenan Uh, Allen and A.J. Green just just always play every game.
3: I love uh (laughs) asking for just to run pure with the injuries there, Jemeno. I
4: mean, look, I don't think this guy's like, completely, like, like, I don't know. I don't don't think he's, like, fragile or anything like that. He, He has run across a bad string of it, but I think it's the NFL. Guys get hurt it's happening every single year to you know every single position
1: oh you can take Derrick Henry you got snipe there uh, soccer Dave <laughs> um, so this is gonna be interesting I'm coming up next year and I, I want to talk some strategy too I've there's all kinds of things you know to not only do you have to run pure in the first 12 weeks you have to run extremely pure in the playoffs uh, so something I'm kind of looking at let me make a couple of picks here um, a team that has an amazing Playoff schedule, by the way, is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, If you're looking to stack up a team, the Colts look pretty good. Uh, I think it's something, it's like they play in New Orleans, they play Tampa Bay, they play another horrible defense. Uh, I'm looking to uh, get some uh, exposure to the Colts for sure in these. Uh, It's not like I don't expect Marlon Mack to have a good regular season, but the playoff schedule, you know, if I'm looking ahead, I might as well take someone that theoretically has a good schedule in that too. Um, So I looked at Mac. Um, How do you guys weigh things like that? You know, Chris talked about just picking good players. Uh, I'm looking to not only pick good players, but also trying to run a little bit pure uh, in the playoff schedule. Uh, Dave, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: The issue is that sometimes you don't know who the good teams are, who the bad teams are. You just take take a stab at it. And someone who we thought, like last year, this team you say, like, benefited – or is going to benefit from a bad playoff schedule. Just think of like what we were saying last year about the Colts, how they had a paper thin secondary, how they were just all washed up guys and people are just going to destroy them through the air. And it didn't happen. So that, that'd be the only thing is that you, um, if you're targeting teams, I think that you, you do have to run pure. Just run the teams that you know are going to be bad, like Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you're in a good spot here, Dave. I think uh, you, you kind of lucked out a little bit. There's some running backs uh, if you want them. Are you doing it?
2: But who are some running
1: backs? Oh, you know. You doing zero, no. Are you doing I don't zero?
2: Don't I don't need this, no running backs. Uh, I mean,
1: I could. Uh, you're just going to be real sorry, I can tell you. I mean, you're going to be the, – the sixth through tenth round is like good luck trying to pick a running back that you think is probably going to have a, a, a good outcome. It yeah. just it gets really dicey, and then later – it gets even worse. I actually like, I, I like some of the 11th through like 14th round running backs better than the sixth through 10.
2: Well, Brad, if you want to draft my team, you're more than welcome to, but... <laughs> I'm
1: trying, I'm trying to give strategy to everybody. That's my thoughts. You got your thoughts. Yeah. No, with- like
2: keep like, like you can say what you don't tell me what I need to do. Cause then it makes me want to not draft running back out of school. That's exactly right. As of soon course. as somebody tells you what to do, you will absolutely do the opposite. But I did go with carry on Johnson. Um, uh, Sonny Michelle was there, but just with that, uh, again, uh, does New England at the end of the season give you something that you know Sonny Michel is going to get like a workload? Like they've got – they just drafted another running back, one of mm-hmm. Harris. They've got like 500 running backs there. So I think, guys, that you're uncertain of their role, especially towards the end of the season, something to consider. However, I also – keep in mind, you have to be, you have to win the 12 person league to even get to week 13. Yeah. I don't think you can worry about the playoffs that much. I I mean, want
3: to, maybe if you're doing, if you're, yeah, I think the key thing here too, is if you're mass multi entering is to, is to kind of use the portfolio tools that we built to kind of follow along. I think they're actually in the app now where if you've got multiple teams, it'll show you your allocations and yeah, getting a piece of that, I think is one thing, but you know, if you're building like five teams, I wouldn't, that would not be the first thing on the top of my mind. Just build a team. And then once you get to the playoffs, you know, you need a little bit of luck on your side, but hopefully, I mean, injuries are the key. If you don't have guys hurt during that time, you're going to have a better shot than anybody else.
1: I want to go back to Dave because Dave had the chance to take Patrick Mahomes to pair, I know, with, and almost
2: did to pair with Kelsey.
3: So
1: Dan took it the next time. So I want to, what's your thoughts on, on sort of stacking, right? You want to run pure, that seems like a good spot to possibly try to do it. And then uh, I want to go to Dan afterwards. And now is Dan going to reach for some guys on Kansas city? We'll talk about that in a second.
2: Yeah. I mean, he has the, obviously the opportunity to go for some cheap upside guys, but all these best ball drafts I've been doing so far this year, you've got some just really good quarterbacks that are lasting now into the 12 and 13th rounds. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not going to give that up. I like having I like having two wide receivers the best tight end, and then a decent running back. That if he can get, you know, three downs every time we carry on Johnson, those are four upside guys for me. And then I can get to a comparable quarterback towards the end. Not Patrick Mahomes quality, but a comparable quarterback.
1: So and I
3: didn't
2: love making that pick. Just to be
3: very clear, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of a panic pick.
1: So. Yeah. Well, what are you, so you, you did that, right? Are you going to take a Tyree Hill? Are you going to take a uh, Hardman? Are you going to take DeMarcus Robinson? Are you going to reach for them earlier to try to get any sort of correlation going on?
3: Maybe. I mean, I think there's a chance I'll do that, but now you just clued into the uh, 11 other people, a good idea to make sure Dan does not end up getting Nico Hardiman, but
1: uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we're, we're all g- gunning to block you, Dan. That's, yeah. what our kids, that's true. <laughs>
1: Um, Jamino just took a couple of guys. I was hoping OJ Howard's one of my favorite targets this year at tight end. He usually goes in the 5th or 6th round. Uh Jamino, I wouldn't say he jumped the gun. I think it's probably a little bit more where he deserves so I like his pick there. You went with the rookie Miles Sanders too. Um I think having the first pick it gives you a lot of different ways to make your team, Jamino. Um I I, f- I sometimes find myself going just four running backs where I almost would never do that if I didn't have like Saquon, Zeke, or McCaffrey or somebody like that because you're you're expecting Barkley to to score for you every single week and if he doesn't you're probably going to lose anyway. So you, you get a lot of different ways to make your lineup from the one spot. Um, kind of go through some of your analysis on that.
4: So yeah you mentioned I got the one spot, I got Barkley, I got that locked in production so to speak and then I wanted to try to play it a little bit safer with my next two pick and play got guys with You know, Locked-in role, no question about what their role is within their offense. If they stay healthy, they're going to be producing most of the season. They might not be the highest upside guys relative to their draft position, but I'm trying to play it safe. Once I get to that four or five turn there, now I'm going for the gusto. I'm taking O.J. Howard, banking on him ascending, filling that tight end spot that's so hard to fill with a good player Mm. later in the draft. And then I've got Miles Sanders, great offense, ascending talent. Philadelphia spent high draft capital on him, feeling like I'm – You know, I'm trying to get something that could be closer to an RB1 at a price that's closer to an RB2. So I'm not sure about Miles Sanders. I don't know. I don't think anyone does right now. But I'm just betting on that early in May before maybe something gives us a clue that he could have a huge role this year. We don't really know exactly what that is yet.
1: Um, I just just got got sniped on Ridley.
3: Well, good. (laughs) Uh, But I want to hear from Britt, because you said um, on Twitter before this that, you thought there's an advantage to picking to drafting early instead of waiting, you know, closer to the season through training camps, preseason. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, uh, entries to fill here. So this is probably going to be going up right until, you know, opening uh, opening Thursday. So why is that?
1: So I think it, as time goes, people, just like DFS is a game of skill, as time goes by, ADP is going to get better. People will become more in the know as information is more put out there, as the NFL season gets closer. So, uh, you know, if you're drafting this, let's say this is still open a couple of weeks before NFL, barring you're on the clock during some form of injury, the ADP is probably going to be pretty close to, to what you would expect. And there's not going to be too many uh, guys that you would expect to be around or two uh, kind of off ADP, So I, I think there are certainly guys like that. Now, if you put in a little bit of time, and you know, the NFL, I think there's a, a bigger edge right now than there will be in a month. And in a month, there'll be a bigger edge than there will be in two months from now. So as everything progresses, um, unless you're on the clock, when some starting running back goes down with an ACL injury, and you happen to get his backup, that's probably about the biggest edge you, you can get is by drafting as early as maybe not today, because it just got launched. But in a week when it slows down a little bit and all the the, the really sharp people kind of calm down just a smidge, um, the, the sooner the better in my opinion. Anyone else?
2: And, I mean, I think, let's be honest, some of it depends on injuries as well. Uh, if you draft early on, there are some guys that, yeah. uh, like, you, you might not be getting a lot of value for if they get injured, whereas it, towards the end – you know, towards the end, your your draft your draft is completely different based on the injuries that's going to happen during the offseason.
1: Yeah, so you if, have to avoid those
2: landmines.
1: If let's say like Penny or uh, Chris Carson get hurt preseason, right? Who, which, whoever you have now is a value, but after that happens, there's going to be no more value on draft. So it's better to draft early because you have sure injuries can work against you, but I'm tr- you got to get so incredibly you got to run so pure to win the thing anyway. I'm looking to invest early and hopefully the injuries come out on on my side is basically my thoughts.
2: Hey, what are your guys' thoughts on Darius Geis this season? Because everyone is just
1: poo-pooing on him. You you overpaid for sure in the fantasy league we're in together. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. And In fact, I made a dynasty trade for him for DJ Moore, and I just drafted DJ Moore than Geis. I mean, I I like them both. But I think Geis, the more and more his ADP falls, the more and more I like him because especially in this format – if they ease him into it, he might be getting to work towards the end of the season. Now, I, I get all of the reasons why he has red flags, but that's exactly—I mean, last year he was going third round as a rookie. Um, he's full for full, full participant in practices. I think he has high upside, and uh, he would be one of those against the fantasy expert think picks that uh, I like. I, I'm on. I'm a guy's truther this year.
1: I don't mind it if you would have drafted strong running backs to start with. Um, because he, I no, think Screw he...
2: that, like, no, he's, <laughs> he's the guy that you want. Like you, this is not play it safe. This is not a, yeah, that's... making love with your underwear on Brits. This is a, you know, this is, this is explicit. Crafting worst. Worst. That is the you worst the con-
3: you could have come up with. Right? Really? No, but
2: that's what we say. That's like the, that's like the, the two, three condom play. And we don't need that. We, we need a super sexy play. And that's what guys is.
1: I think he's a play that will help you later in the year more so than earlier in the year. So my fear for you is by taking him without other strong running backs, you won't be able to get to the playoffs because your scores will be just outside of what you need. Um, and that that That's my kind of one fear on someone like that. So if I, if I had Barkley, right, and then I had maybe an, one more running back and yeah. Geist and I had uh, a tight end and a wide receiver, I think I'd be more apt to do it somewhere like that.
2: Yeah. Well, this is a 12-person draft, Brett. So, like, you don't need don't. to draft everybody one.
1: Listen, if you do – so I'm probably – I don't even know how many of these I'm going to end up doing. I might even do one more as soon as we're off the show today. But I, I don't think – you putting one into this, I mean, sure, you can win. But this is something yeah, I think you'd, you'd want to put multiple entries into for sure, I would imagine. Correct?
3: And, yes. And just to be real clear, too, for people who are watching, I am – pretty confident that draft's going to have a a lower dollar version of this and a higher stakes version of this so like if you're looking at it and you're like 25 bucks a pop you know and you're you're a lower stakes guy this might not be your deal don't panic last year they had one what i think it was three dollar entry yep
1: it was like a five or something like that
3: Yeah. And then of course a higher stakes one. So that, that is a smaller field. So draft, you know, I, I, they didn't roll those out today, but pretty confident they're going to have them. So uh, again, if
2: you're a micro player, don't worry, they'll have something for you. By the way, I almost took Hunter Henry and he didn't go until like nine picks later into the sixth round, Corey Davis, Hunter Henry, Alshon Jeffrey, those are some high upside guys at the end of the sixth round.
1: Corey Davis has high upside this is the Tennessee this is the Tennessee hat speak in their kitchen
2: high upside for almost a seventh round pick yes he is a high upside guy if he has a quarterback that can fill his fingers people that are sleeping on the Titans because of last year I just I can't wait to punish them
3: but but you know AJ Brown's the better player so you know just just letting you know I just think it's gonna be a completely different offense and uh guys like why would it oh why would it be a different offense why do you think they're gonna make crazy changes to their offense that got them to the playoffs a year ago and uh oh, they didn't make the playoffs last
2: year did they not make the playoffs last year no i thought they did no they they didn't um but oh. uh, so if like but they did ride derrick henry basically is as, as far as they could go <laughs> um and obviously he did I'm have Jags, man. I'm sorry man I'm still in depression that
3: that we didn't make it a year ago
2: yeah so the the I mean he rolled over the Jags Derek is gonna be great but I just think this offense in a whole as a whole Delaney Walker is gonna be back you've got A.J. Brown obviously on one side like You've got the best slot receiver that was available that they got. There's no reason. They upgraded the offensive line. There's no reason for this offense to be bad this year. But if the offense is bad this year, then Mariota, then Mariota is bad. If, if not, I think that they're giving him every chance to succeed this year if he can stay healthy.
1: I'm doing – I've normally been taking the tight ends, trying to get one of probably like the top six. I think there's a pretty significant edge of – you know, after the Hunter Henry, even like the Jared Cooks, I think you're you're really kind of dart throwing the rest of the way down. Wasn't able to See, get See, Roger
3: Goodell just sniped me on Hardman. You that's exactly what just took place right now. He here. was he was listening to the show,
2: obviously.
1: Clearly. I mean, he's definitely reached on Anderson and Hardman, um, if you ask me a little bit. He's got your boy Fournette too. You might as well you should just offer him up to uh to change teams with him after the show.
4: Does anyone have a wider range right now than like Hardman? Like Hardman could be like a complete stud and he could, you know, he could be like D'Anthony Thomas or something. Like,
1: I don't know if we actually have that lockdown. He could also just play like eight games or not even, because who even really knows what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill, right? Like we all, none of us like Tyreek Hill, right, as a person. But fantasy-wise, I don't, none of us actually know what's going to happen.
2: I'm not drafting him because... I have more morals than everybody else. Ooh, playing the moral card. Yeah, of course.
4: How, how long does the speed last? I'm not saying Hill's gonna decline in speed this season, but this is the kind of player that, like, like as soon as he's not fast anymore, he's gonna be—he's not gonna be any good. Like, even if he's not like a step faster than everyone else, you know, if, even if he's just regular fast. Like, when does he? At what point? You know, I don't—I'm just not a, a huge. I, I understand he's gonna be—he's explosive until he's not. Like I would take, I would have taken him high. I would have had faith in him this year if he was available. But like he's just not the kind of player that I, even, w- you know, would be all that enthused to draft most times. He's just like a rare talent. And as soon as that speed goes away, it's not going to be there. And I just don't know, you know, how many. Like how if he's not here for eight games this year, like are people going to overdraft him next year? Like I don't know. I guess it depends what he does. But I'm, I'm not. I don't love Tyreek Hill. I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: I got sniped on Kirk there. I'm probably going to reach on Austin Hooper, but I think he's basically the last of the safe tight ends here. And I I want to get some production at tight ends. So I'm going to reach a smidge on Hooper here.
3: Smidge?
1: Smidge.
3: (laughs) I think that was, I I don't know, Austin Hooper. I mean, admittedly the position isn't great, but uh, I think you could have waited on that. I think Vance was probably the
2: last of that tier.
1: Yeah. I just didn't, I mean, everything, everything the rest of the way is question marks of production.
2: Yeah, but I mean, what's the difference between Austin Hooper and Chris Herndon? I
1: well, I so. mean, I know I'm going to get two more games out of Austin Hooper.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, and meanwhile, I'm, I made the pick of Royce Freeman. He's another one of those guys that was drafted last year. ADP was really high. Obviously, disappointed. Philip Lindsay came out of nowhere, but you already have some of the the Broncos' beats saying that. He might lead the team in carries. He's looked great so far. Obviously, they spent a lot of draft capital on him last year, uh, so he's another one of these mid-round running backs that I think offer a high opportunity upside if you go for wide receiver early.
1: Yeah, you have those wrist injuries, right, with running backs like Lindsey. Those are uh, that's what kept David Johnson out for a long, long, um, basically like the whole season the one time, and it really yep. seemed to to hamper. So th- that is a little bit of a red flag on Lindsey, who I, b- I believe you traded for Philip Lindsey, correct?
2: I did, and, but, I,
1: but but I also have Royce
2: Freeman. Yes. I wanted the I wanted this is in our Dynasty Super Bowl or Super Flex Best Ball League, so I wanted both. Yes. Uh, Jimino, I want to know like how you are factoring in, or how you think the edge is factoring in offenses. I know you're on the clock with two picks here, so maybe uh, maybe Britt can answer that. As far as new offenses go, like do you you say you got sniped on Kirk? Do you think that people are actively like taking into account that? somebody's offenses may be dramatically different
1: well I got sniped on Kirk because one he's been going much later um, in the recent adp update he, he kind of shot up there uh, so you know you used to get him in the tenth round and the 11th round and you, you'd get Butler and Isabella you know in the 14th rounds and everybody ever adps of every anybody that's good just keeps moving up and up and up that's kind of why you want to draft early but uh, I don't. They're supposed to be passing the ball a lot, right? Isn't that the air raid offense? That sounds right. good. Uh, give me Kirk. Four out,
2: four wide receivers out. I mean, they've got
1: yeah.
2: It's going to be a completely different offense in the in the past, and you've got sounds other good. changes as, as well. Jimino, you want to comment on that after you make this pick?
4: Yeah, actually, in my head, I was just going to pull this caper on my last pick there, where I was going to take Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, and then I was going to swoop back the next round and go ahead and grab Kyler Murray and just really have like a Cardinal stack. That's a, an example of one of those offenses that, you know, I, I know people are really, they're catching on to this. Now they're having some faith that they, you know, they can have a much better team this season and be an explosive offense. And I, I do think that, you know, grabbing, you know, grabbing a team like the Cardinals is, is one of those ways to get that edge where if you can get their guys for cheap and all those assets are cheap, you know, usually you're getting Kirk, like Britt said, a little bit later than he just went. You could, especially if I could have done that, you know, that double stack there, that would have been ideal. Now the only, my only concern there with all the receivers is they just they drafted a couple of guys too, and I don't know where Isabella, you know, and Hakeem Butler are going to slot in there. But I really do like that offense in general is one of those teams that you can get with higher upside than their cost.
1: Uh, quarterbacks are starting to go off. Uh, this is a little bit sharper of a crowd. You know, I've been doing a lot of the five and the the one dollar best balls for fun, just getting a lot of volume in the quarterbacks seem to be lasting a little bit longer here Uh, and I think for good reason like uh, David said at the top of the show you just there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the later rounds Uh, I'm in the
2: the midnight um Brett you're on the clock right now
1: yeah I know I'm trying to decide what I want to do
2: while you're set while you're choosing who to pick as far as I, I think also like just depending on offenses like I know it's like there's obviously talent gaps with, with players, but depending on offense especially with these late rounds where, you know, guys like Daryl Henderson, right? Like the, the Memphis running back who if girl, if if this girly injury or arthritis is something like major, like he could step into a major role or, or guys like Carlos high that were just picked that, you know, go at the end of the ninth round. If he becomes the feature back there for Kansas city, then you're, you're getting a, a you know, someone who obviously, his value shoots up
1: Mm -hmm. that's why you want to draft now because as soon as something like that happens there's just there's what two hour two drafts to capitalize with it you know on a site like draft before the the adp starts skyrocketing so you just have to i i think the earlier you draft the better i
3: i do agree with that but then can't we i mean look at what happened last year with um and, and I guess it didn't have that much effect because I don't know how many leagues were still open, but with the Le'Veon Bell situation, where James Conner, a guy who was probably not even selected on a lot of the early uh, early drafts, suddenly was probably the, the, the key to making the playoffs a year ago. And, you know, as we drew closer to the season, it became more evident, like, maybe this is a possibility. But if you were drafting last May for this, he probably wasn't even picked. It might have been one of the last round flyers
1: mr moral police uh what what just happened here are you, are you throwing us off so we don't take your Tyreek kill oh Tyreek kill oh
2: i was thinking of <laughs> another i was thinking of another guy <laughs> i did what paris campbell db did snipe me i'll give him that pick
1: mm-hmm. so i see what you know you go over your team here. We're starting to round out into some good teams here. So it's a little tough. I always like the eight hour clocks too on the slow draft. You only have a hat 30 seconds here. We're live on air. It's kind of hard to keep track of what's going on here, but uh, let's kind of go over your team here. You had the turn. Uh, you can kind of talk about it for a little bit. Hold
2: on. Uh, I don't know if I can on the desktop version. So let me pull it up on uh, the phone where I can click the team and, and talk about it. Um, but yeah, and, as far as like high upside guys, uh, Darius guys carry on Johnson and Freeman are my three running backs. And the wide receivers are Odell Beckham, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Kill Harry for New England, and then uh, Hill and DK Metcalf. So those are all my wide receivers. And then Kelsey. And what I'll probably do, not to give away all of the strat- strategy, is I'll probably draft six running backs instead mm-hmm. of five and just hope I hit on uh, one of those remaining three for a, a big volume type of guy.
1: Yeah, because you need um, you know one quarterback scores for you, uh, two running backs, three receivers, and then right. a flex. Um, and receivers are very volatile anyway. I, my typical draft is two quarterbacks, five running backs, uh, eight or nine receivers, and two or three tight ends is typically Was- how – Uh, how I end up making my teams.
3: was there any data that that showed what what was the most successful last year in terms of positional break Travis
1: Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes yeah (laughs) but (laughs) not
3: not 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 any like certain number of of you know having like three quarterbacks
2: versus two
3: so so two
1: two to three quarterbacks it's uh, like two and a
2: half is
3: like
1: the
2: number and the the other thing is like and, and Bray, you can speak to this more. Is that we've got a limited sample size as far as like best ball construction of these rosters? And we We're talking about like for draft. This is the is it the third year? I think the second. I think second it's a year. It is. We sure. I think so. Okay, I thought it was the third year, but anyways. Um, I'm in fact, I'm pretty sure it's a third year. Regardless, I uh, you know, you're talking about just year like, one didn't
3: count. It wasn't good back then. Now it's it's, <laughs> it's
2: perfect. It was good.
1: Anyways, I think I think Jamino just made a mistake here. So why didn't you go quarterback here, Jamino?
4: Because I'm waiting on quarterback until the bitter end. I don't I don't need a quarterback. There's so many quarterbacks. Why why am I who am I taking here? Why do I need to take a quarterback? There? I just think
1: you could have just taken like two of your choice. You could have taken Winston to pair with Howard. You could have taken, tried to figure out some sort of, it's tough, right? We got 30 seconds. I think you could have done something there. You might get some of the, you're not going to get uh Winston. He'll go off the board, but you could have done something. I think to just add a little bit of correlation into your teams here. You, you don't care. You're just trying to,
4: no, cor- I, agree, I, mean,
1: I agree with late quarterback for sure.
4: Late quarterback, like quarterback, you should be like, you know, hanging on to the bitter end. Like, you, I mean, you absolutely cannot like overspend on quarterback this season when there's 20, 21, 22 viable guys in fantasy football. This is, a, you know, I know it's best ball, but it's it's a one quarterback league. Like, I just don't believe in taking quarterback. I want to be by far the last person to take a quarterback. And that looks like what I'm going to do here. All
1: right. You can have fun with your Derek Carr, Andy Dalton combo.
4: Yeah, we'll
1: see. <laughs> I, would not, I, would, I wouldn't wait that long. I, I just think you really could have. Almost always had a twenty point score what, at quarterback.
2: If my guy comes back around, I'll talk about. It. I was about to say he's gonna he he's gonna have some decent options coming
3: back. You will.
1: Oh, it's my turn. I should probably put my water down here. Uh, let's see.
3: Uh, if you don't take it. a quarterback here, then you suck. Okay. You just oh, I'm, I'm
1: taking. I'm taking my boy Ito, for sure. To, he'll be the last of my. So you, got, so
3: you gave so you gave Jamino all this all this guff for not taking a quarterback, and then you. Pass on a quarterback, Britt.
1: He had the he had the he had the he had the back to back. He I think he he could have you
3: know he, he still had a chance of,
2: to pick oh, in yeah. the same round as you.
1: Listen, maybe I'm trying to guilt him into. I was about to say. It
2: sounds, like, it sounds like there's <laughs> next level of strategy going on here.
1: Maybe maybe I have a plan, Britt. What do you think about that? It's possible. I mean, you are pretty smart. You do a lot of stuff here behind the scenes at Rotarange.
4: I don't have a plan, but what if I did?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go after Dan. After you make your uh, your two picks I here. Got two
3: picks here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we? Oh, try...
2: Dan, you did snipe them. Oh, yeah. a... Now
1: yeah. you only got like five seconds to make your pick, though. I
2: thought Dion Lewis would fall. He he did not. Um,
1: well, but you got better choices than Dion Lewis sitting right in front of you. Oh, do I? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh well I'm just gonna go let the clock expire. What you just gonna <laughs> auto pick? No, I mean I already uh, put him in the I already put him in the queue, so I'll let that expire. Give me a few extra seconds. Oh man. That that was that was hurtful. And then uh, I'll come back around. You know what? I'll actually go with uh Kyle. Oh no. Oh gosh. All right, forget it. I was gonna pick Kyle Rudolph, but then I remember I got Diggs. Um, Rudolph, I think will come to uh, will sign with Minnesota. Be fine this season, but I got Diggs, so I just went with a very very vanilla Peyton Barber in the twelfth.
1: I like. <laughs> oh. I love. I like Peyton Barber. I mean, it, he's Ronald a starting jo- running back. I mean, he's yeah, a starting running back for
2: for this team. And if if you think Ronald Jones is going to oust Peyton Barber, or then just you haven't been paying attention the past two years.
1: Barber is one of my highest known players. Barber <laughs>
3: is definitely going to lead you to a, a million dollars. I can guarantee
2: it. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind Peyton Barber is 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 it. Like I'm so no glad doubt. we have this on record. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, uh, no doubt. the How did he do it? You're just going to be the first clip that shows. That's true. I have been known to uh, mush things uh,
3: a good bit, so you might have that on your side. So you want a quick rundown of my team here, Britt? I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, let's
1: go for it. I just picked, so yeah. we can wait here. Let's let's take a look <laughs> at this thing.
3: Okay, uh, quarterback uh, Mahomes, running backs Montgomery, Jacobs, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to
1: hold up for everybody. You can just start talking about them. Uh, Everyone, gotcha.
3: uh, you know Mahomes. I am actually normally in the camp of waiting for quarterbacks, but it kind of got to that point in the draft where I was either going to take him or I was going to take another position player that I didn't love. And uh, if I didn't love the guy, then I'm going to take maybe the best fantasy quarterback we've seen in the last decade. So Mahomes, it is the running backs, two rookies in Montgomery and Jacobs. I mean, they're both going to have, you know, tons of opportunity to be the guy this year. I'm just hoping they, you know, actually turn into it. Uh, I actually think Tevin Coleman's kind of sneaky there, you know, out there in San Francisco. I think that offense could be a little bit better and, you know, we'll see what happens. A lot of competition for carries, but uh, I think he wouldn't have probably gone out there if he didn't think that he was going to have, you know, pretty good opportunity to seize that backfield cream hunt. Hopefully this team is still alive late. And, uh, you know, he earned some uh, some ability to get on the, the, the field after a suspension. And then, of course, wide receiver. I love my wideouts here. Juju, Michael Thomas, Sterling Shepard going to be the number one. If you look at what he did when uh, Beckham was out, he was pretty effective. And then I think MVS could have a breakout year this year and loved him where I got him. And everybody knows about Paris Campbell and, uh, you know, his route running likely to match up pretty well with the arm strength of one Andrew Luck. So I like my team. Not going to lie. I like it.
1: Not bad. Not bad. Jamino's coming up here. I like just when you draft from the one spot the, I, I've I've done a lot of your teams look so good. And I think Jamino made some good picks along here too. It's 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 very tough, I think, to have a bad because you you get the stud running back, then you basically get your pick of another stud running back or a number one wide, you know, a lesser number one wide receiver, and your team's just look so good from the start. Uh, I would have, I, I almost want to call right now that whoever wins this will have like Barkley Zeke. Kamara or McCaffrey. It's just the teams look. I, the teams look so good when you when you get those.
3: Reviews. I'm just loving that this was the first like best ball draft that I did here. So this one's going to be easy to look back and see when I absolutely destroy David Kitchen in it. So I <laughs> I feel, I feel a, a side bet coming on. I, I am happy to do any kind of side wager you want, especially looking at your team.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Dan. Dan, you just heard him. He This is his first best ball draft, and all of a sudden he's like Mr. Confident.
1: Well, he's going to win yeah. the, the million bucks is going to DB.
2: First team right here. This is it. <laughs> I, I
4: want to talk about Darnold, right? Mm-hmm. Dude comes on at the end of the season. Like, let's not call any of those receivers or any of those receiving options any good. Let's not call that team any good last year. And all he did was play one of the most efficient quarterbacks down the stretch, and now we're going to see him. Coming into a season with Le'Veon Bell, whom I'm not really particularly high on, but he's certainly an upgrade over Elijah McGuire, presuming he's anything close to what he was before. And Herndon's gonna be a year more experienced. He looked good in the preseason last year, ascended, you know, as the season progressed. And I'm just looking at this offense and thinking this is a guy that's got a chance to definitely be one of those guys that you can pick late at quarterback and just get a complete steal.
1: Yeah, I just wanna tell you that you made a mistake jimino is they both have the same bye week so now you have to blow a late round pick on another quarterback <laughs> <laughs> number no no number one make sure if you're like quarterbacks and tight ends
2: i mean that's a good i mean i, I now i'm looking over this? right now
3: yes. <laughs> what
1: so, guys I it's an have. Easy
3: mistake to make
1: yeah sure. so I, I i agree darnold is way way too late in adp in my opinion i agree with that um but uh, you got to be careful of those pairings.
4: Yeah, definitely. I didn't. That's not something I was looking at here in this draft. It is something that when I do my fantasy drafts closer to the end of the summer, I'm I'm always pretty cognizant of when the bye weeks are. Doing it on my mobile phone here in May wasn't at the top of my mind, but it's a good point.
1: You're doing it on the the, the app list it all for you. I almost do everything through the I mean, app. You might have not had that uh, on your screen in front of you, but yeah, that's something I'm always cognizant of um, on my teams, uh, at least at quarterback and at uh tight end and I also typically I try not to make my first like two picks have the same buy I just I want my <laughs> stud players to not be out like the same week if that makes any sense
2: yeah, I think it's smart.
4: I mean those were definitely two of the quarterbacks available though those were definitely the two best quarterbacks so like I, I'm definitely not going to kick myself for going ahead and taking the guys I thought were the best but that is for sure a lesson learned for anyone out there doing draft baseball. as you you know, you for sure don't want to leave yourself too many holes in the bye weeks. I got, you can, I, I'm sure you, you can survive it. I think I did last year. I uh-huh. made the playoffs in a league, but it's not something that's ideal by far.
1: It's early. Here's what you do: you you take a Flacco and Eli Manning, someone that's probably going to start the season, right? And then you you got your bye week covered.
4: I'm not taking anyone from Denver.
1: <laughs> Nobody.
3: I hate Denver. Dan just took someone from Denver. I did. Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah.
1: I, I like Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamilton this league, uh, is. There's He's going to get is, the
2: Silva bump. This, this is why. He's this get is the Rex Burkhead Silva bump they did last year because Silva's all about Deshaun Hamilton. And uh, I think his ADP is going to keep, keep
1: on creeping up. Yeah. This is why, again, why I tend to get my running backs a little bit earlier because if you look at the running back pool now, good luck. Like yeah. something has to happen for your guy to become relevant. And sure, that's going to happen on a couple of these guys. It's the NFL and running backs get hurt. But the wide receivers, there's like 20 wide receivers I'd want on my team. I can't get enough of these late-round wide receivers. So I tend to get my running backs a little bit earlier. It's half PPR, so the running backs also get you know a, a little bit more edge than your typical full PPR because you're really just – you're hoping, right? Like if you would take Mike Davis – you're going to hope David Montgomery gets hurt or Tariq Cohen gets hurt. Like you're going to need something like that to happen with basically any running back past, you know, round 14 um, and, and wide receivers. There's just, there's plenty of wide receivers that still have value.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. You look at some of the top running backs last year. You, again, you have to hit like home runs, but James Connor, where was he drafted mm-hmm. last year? Um, you know, where was Philip Lindsay drafted Derek Henry, Chris Carson, um, Nick Chubb even towards the end, Adrian Peterson was a really late round guy. Like Tariq Cohen was at end of the the draft type guys. Like, I think you can still get, you just had, you have to get lucky. I mean, you got to get lucky as far as injuries go and being, it's a lot easier to be the top volume guy if you're a running back compared to being the top receiver uh, on a team that's you know already loaded.
1: All right, so I want to talk to Jamino. He did something that I typically haven't done too much this year. Is when I get that first pick, I get Saquon. At max, I take five running backs. Some I I sometimes even go four. Um, so what's uh, CJ Anderson? I understand Edmonds. Edmonds is one of those. If David Johnson gets hurt, he ascends and he would be what around two or three pick or something like that. If something was to happen to David Johnson, so. Why more running backs when you already have Barkley? So
4: if you look at the guys I have aside from Barkley, it's mm-hmm. not like the, like I'm looking to fire two two bullets at that running back spot. You got to have two a minimum of two every single week. So hopefully Barkley one of those guys and every week that he's available. But I you know my other guys were Latavius Murray, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler. Like I, I'm just not comfortable with five bullets when those are the guys that are paired with him. I didn't do a great job in the draft filling that second slot. So. Chase Edmonds and CJ Anderson are two guys that are, ba- you know, they're basically one situation away from having a pretty big workload. Uh, I'm not thrilled with CJ Anderson, but at the same time, you know, of the available guys that are left, he's the closest to a, a number one role that like, you know, some, you, you saw, he, it was him last year, right. Who did it with the Rams, but there was also some other guys, you know, towards the end of the season where, you know, you were rolling with Baltimore Ravens guys, all these weird guys that you would have never drafted early in the season. I'm just praying he gets a, a, A bump of good fortune.
1: Yep. If you're you're taking running backs this late, you you do need some good fortune. And at some point, or it's somebody, whether it's you, someone in the league is going to get quote unquote lucky with some sort of a pick at some point in the late round. And if you happen to be that guy where I'm not really taking the late round running backs, So maybe that's a flaw possibly in my game, not mixing in some of them because at some point someone's going to get lucky. I don't know where you
2: would get the best value though, Brett. Hmm. Isn't that where you would get the best value? Is a late round running back?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like out of nowhere, right? Like if David Johnson goes down, Jamino just got a top three pick in the 15th round. Or top three right. round pick. And you got you like, you know, there's skill, but let's not kid ourselves. You have to really run pure. There's got to be a lot of luck on your side to take down the whole thing here. too
2: uh shocker that DB just took a jag. I, I needed not, to take one. Honestly, I mean, it's a shocker, <laughs> and he was on my list. I like him. He was like on my list of, uh, of, of.
1: So guys. I want to talk about DB taking this here because I think if I had Leonard Fournette, I wouldn't take Raquel Armstead and, and a thing like this. You would, you don't want a handcuff because you w- you want someone else's backup because it just gives you more options every week to score. Um, like if Fournette's having a big game, obviously Armstead's not going to have a big game most times out here. So. If, you know, if if you had Fournette, I wouldn't be taking Armstead. So uh, I don't know if you were thinking anything like that, DB, but this would be another thing. If I picked Gurley, I wouldn't take Henderson. And if I have Henderson, I wouldn't be reaching for him if I have Gurley because those type of things just don't make a lot of sense. You, Uh, You don't have enough upside in my opinion.
3: I kind of disagree because of where you're taking these guys at. And you're drawing dead if you have Gurley as your top pick and you don't have his backup, or uh, Saquon, or one of these top guys, like if you don't, especially that running back position with how much equity they have, and you don't have a backup, that team is host. Now, if you're drafting your first running back in round four or something like that, uh, I think it's a little bit different story. But, you know, Fournette is a third round back. I don't think you have to draft him, but I don't think it's a – I don't think I'd categorize it as a bad move if you took Ra- Raquel Armstead. I mean, I just – yeah, I don't. I still think Fournette's going to be fine this year, but it is very much Armstead as the clear backup because Alfred Blue is just awful. Okay. So uh, there's some upside in that.
1: Uh, I took team OTA King Devante Parker. I can't wait for that to be a pure zero. Uh, <laughs> once this I is almost took him every year. <laughs> I almost took him. I'm on team Devontae Parker this year, as I am every wow. year. But So cheap. I mean, we're. This round, right, where can you get a guy who could theoret- Like, I mean, who knows, Gaze right? had
2: something against – Gaze yeah. had something against Devontae Parker. It's the only reason why I can think he wasn't out there.
1: I mean, there's a way he's like a top 36 wide receiver this year, right? And you're getting that very yeah, late.
3: How many rounds are there real quick? Just 18. So I... 18, okay. Well, I know what I'm doing the last two rounds.
1: So what you typically want, you want two to three quarterbacks and two to three tight ends. You usually want somewhere between four to six running backs – and somewhere between seven to uh, I would say nine or 10 wide receivers. If you, you know, there, there's people who draft like four quarterbacks or three tight ends along with three quarterbacks. And when you draft three quarterbacks, you typically don't want three tight ends as well. Cause you just, you don't have enough ammo to make it through bye weeks at some of the other positions. So um, th- those are some of the general rules I make. There's a lot of articles uh, around there uh, that kind of go over things like that. But um, hey, Britt,
3: I got a question for you. Which got... quarterback has a good matchup in week 12?
1: We, I do not have week 12 in front of me.
3: So. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, mean, I need to know this. I've got Mahomes the first 11 weeks. I just need to know <laughs> who, can, who can do something for me week 12.
1: I mean, Mahomes isn't – I mean, you still – it doesn't matter week 12. You still want – I'd still take a guy who – like Derek Carr has no competition. He has the ability to score for you, everyone. Oh, Your sure. boy Nick Foles is gonna play the whole season, barring injury. Where guys it's like
2: Minos, boy Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. Look
1: what I just did. I just
4: stacked <laughs> DJ Shark, <D. laughs> and Nick Foles together. I like Shark. I
1: Shark's another guy I like picking late here. That's gross. I hate that. But I, I that's what I
4: that's what I got this time.
1: But like I, I'm I'm more off the once it gets to the the Mariota Haskins Flacco Manning, right? You need The Aaron Rodgers, you need the Patrick Mahomes to pair with them because those guys might not even play the whole season.
2: Sure.
4: Yeah, I I don't know, Dan, if you've done a full analysis of the Jaguars this season, but I just became a mini fan. (laughs) I'm not real high on them. I don't think they have high expectations. I think they have one of the, you know, I think they might have a a pretty decently tough schedule to to deal with here as far as, you know, teams with high Vegas win totals. So where are you at with the Jags this season?
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of they, they've got a tough, tough schedule this year. They play the uh, the Chiefs, they play the Rams, they have the Chargers, and I think all those games are at home, or at least two of those games. I know they open up with the Chiefs are at home. So, uh, I'm pretty optimistic just because everything that could go wrong last year, did go wrong last year for them on the injury front, and that offensive line is – going to be impressive assuming they stay healthy I mean they people forget they got Andrew Norwell who was a pro bowler last year and he you know ended up getting hurt and that obviously uh was a bit of a problem but overall I'm I think the Jays can and I'm not being a homer here I think they're going to be really competitive oh. in that division I think it's close and yes Indianapolis looks really really good but it wouldn't shock me one bit if they, you know, are are competing to uh, to win the division this year,
1: Jamino, you know what's great is we just have two homers for their teams who just take horrible players left and right, and it allows us to have like better teams.
2: <laughs> Except for <laughs> I, I would like to, I would just like to mention that Dan took Marcus Mariota. I I don't know if I have any type. He also took uh, Deion Lewis. So, I did. You want to trade teams? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like, I like my team. I think it's a, a good team. I got Trey Quinn in the last round and I think he is a great pick for what he's a Washington slot guy and he could be catching a lot of balls this year. Uh, I think his ADP is going to go up a lot higher than the 18th round.
1: Yeah. the, the whole, I don't hate it. It's just, I want, if I told you he was going to score three and a half touchdowns, I know you want high upside runs.
2: guys, but he could be catching a lot of balls.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. He, he has the ability to score for you a couple of weeks, might not be your top scorer, maybe once, but this is, this is another, like, this is why I, I like the running backs early. There's 20 wide receivers you can pick from here. Uh, well, look.
2: I've got eight wide receivers. I'm not yeah. meeting on wide receivers. Like would you have
1: picked John Ross over him? No. Um, I'm going to take Josh Reynolds as my final pick here. I want to get everyone's thoughts on this. He's someone I'm targeting. Uh, again, there's injuries happen over the course of the season and I want upside.
2: Yeah. Injuries in, happened last year and yeah. he didn't do Jack.
1: He was like uh top th- wide receiver three um, during the time he played. So I'm getting some injury built into the, the one of the best offenses in the league. And I don't really, I don't want to take a slot receiver who's going to catch like 70 balls for 500 yards. I want a guy who in three weeks, if he plays, is going to score me some touchdowns. Not Josh Reynolds was, was a top three guy. Top after, wide receiver three. So like 36, top 36 wide receiver.
2: After Cooper Cup went down?
1: I believe so, yeah. In the weeks he played, uh, I'm pretty sure on that.
2: It, it's not going to
3: matter when golf gets hurt and Bortles is the quarterback week three.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I don't really I, hope that you happened. wouldn't know exactly where Blake Bortles. <laughs> I have no clue on that. When, when it comes to the way these best balls
4: work, Britt, do you like? I just saw someone took Marquise Lee, who I actually forgot was alive. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, when it, do, would you rather have guys who can have spiked weeks and have like big individual games, or, or yes. like, especially like, Marquise Lee, who are like like ne- basically never spiking, or do they?
1: I took Hakeem Butler and Josh Reynolds as my final two picks. Right, guys who, if they're in there, can have. I would imagine spike weeks,
2: both on, both on good offenses as well. Yes. Trey Quinn, not on a good offense.
1: Yeah. That, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going for in my late. Wow. Like Mr. Mean mode. I think he's a pretty good player. Took Brashard. Do I expect Brashard Perryman to have a huge season, but he's going to be in the Tampa Bay offense. He could be the wide receiver three could give you some spike weeks. That's what I'm looking for in my last round wide receiver. So Hey, Reynolds
2: was wide receiver 73 last year.
1: Yes. So what about when he played? That's why I, I just filtered it. In the in the weeks Cooper Cup was out? Right. I don't know if I believe that.
2: Ooh, calling me out. <laughs> all right. I like it. Right. Wide receiver 47. All
1: right. So it's getting up there. A couple of spike weeks. That's fine. Like right?
2: 30 30 spots off. <laughs> I know I didn't I, I didn't have the filter set like. <laughs> all
1: right. So uh yeah, this is fun. Uh you guys, uh, I encourage you to do these early, do some research. Don't go in blind like Dan and have no shot of winning. Sorry, Dan, it's but do, do a little, do some research. Um, you can study the NFL. Um, you can replay this back to get some nuggets that we dropped throughout the show. Uh, it's a really fun tournament. It is a little tough to win, right? You got to run pure. Somebody's got to win. Uh, I would try to enter uh, a couple more times. Uh, I'm probably, if I had to guess, maybe 20 entries, something like this into that. Dan mentioned too. There's a you know a good likelihood they might run something a little cheaper if 25s a lot. And if you're a big baller and you really want to play for a lot of money, it's somewhat likely that they're probably going to have a a higher buy-in one like they did last year too. So keep your eye out on those. Uh, It's a really fun format. And before you jump into the 25s, you can play one dollar slow drafts. They have those 12 mans as sort of practice. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of those. And uh, can kind of help you get ready and get a feel for it if you've never played on Draft. It helps you learn the software and everything. So, uh, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, I don't know if we need to analyze any of these teams. And anyone have any final thoughts?
2: Um, I just, I, I'm going to make up. If I don't win the million with this, I'll make up the entry fee at, at least with a bet versus DB. All right,
1: you can you can get yeah. that off. You you want to do it on air? What What do you guys got? Come up with yeah, something. Let's, let's, let's
2: do the it, entry fee. Let's just do the entry fee. Oh, the entry fee twenty five bucks. Twenty five
1: bucks. That's
2: it. Yeah, I mean,
3: if you want to, if you want to I'm you
1: in. in throw, throw, I'm in on this one too. Top finish, you okay. and Jamino. Okay, Jamino,
3: top top finish between the four of us. It's a
1: hundred bucks. It's
3: fine, hundred bucks.
1: All right, we're He's in.
3: The back down. Yeah. Uh, just just to let people know as well, we're going to be doing uh, these videos for NFL about once a month, and then once we get closer, we'll probably be doing about two or three a month uh, of these drafts. So um, definitely a lot more of this and. And kudos to Draft for asking us to be
2: doing these things. So uh, it's a lot of fun. You yeah. can also go to Fantasy Insiders, and uh, Josh ADHD has a great tool as far as, like, you can see all of the ADP, where people are, the, the rise and fall of players. It's great.
1: All right. We're going to get on out of here. Thanks to Draft for uh, hooking us up with these shows. Uh, really fun product, and I encourage all you to do it. Uh, thanks to everyone for watching, and we out gotcha.